0: Hello and welcome to a Rebel High Command Cast, an Imperial Assault Podcast for 2023 and beyond. This podcast is hosted by the IA Command YouTube channel and sponsored by listeners like you through Patreon. If you want to support new IA content in 2023, head over to patreon.com slash IA Command and become a patron today. This is episode number twelve. I am your host, TV Boy, aka Noah, and as you can tell, I am still a little bit sick today. <laughs> Uh, but I'm joined, thankfully, by my co-host, uh, The Second Flock, a.k.a. Wesley. Hey, Wesley, how you doing? Hey, voice
1: doing a, a lot better. Hope yours gets there as well.
0: Yeah, good. We uh, we had to take a week off. I was sick. I don't know about you, but um, just coughing. And every time I get sick, I always lose my voice if I have a cough.
1: Mm, that's that's not fortunate.
0: Yeah. So, pretty
1: Probably, rough. Normally it's fine for me, but the last time I got sick, I had a cough for a month. No, not too much voice loss, though. So, sorry yeah. to hear
0: that. Yeah, but we're going to soldier on because uh, we've got a bit of a time-sensitive topic we wanted to talk about today, which is the um, recently announced uh, Community makes the Card um, initiative for Season 8 of IACP, um, and that's coming up and the first vote is actually coming up this weekend. So I'm hoping to get this out by Monday, uh, the 23rd.
1: Yeah. Hopefully everyone uh, has a chance to see this and, you know, has a few more days to put in any submissions once they hear about this, because I know this has been up for a little bit to get the, the starting week people more time to come up with ideas.
0: Yeah. We announced it a couple of weeks ago I had planned yeah. on talking about it, um, last week when we record, um, for those that are curious, we, re- we usually we record on the weekend, and then I take time to edit it and get it out by Wednesday. Um, but like I said, I was sick and just wasn't going to work out trying to record like that. So we're getting it done today, and we're going to get it out um, quickly, <laughs> or I, 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 I will. You got this one on rush. Okay, so um, just to speed things up, normally I record this separately, but since this is going to be going up live in just a couple days from now, um, we'll do the community updates here with uh, Wesley in the studio. So community updates for this week uh, January 23rd. Uh, The first one is, and let me, this this is fun doing this live, Uh, IZP will be at Adepticon for those that have not heard. Um, we got everything approved and set up, so there's an event that is being hosted at Adepticon on March 25th. You can go to Adepticon.org and sign up now. Registration is open and there are still seats left in the event, so definitely check that out. If you are going to be interested in traveling over to Illinois, uh, we're going to be using the uh, community championship kits for that. Joey's going to be TO, thankfully. A big thank you to Joey um, Galczewski who's going to be who's very close to there and it's going to be a lot of fun it was a ton of fun uh last time you can see the people playing in last year's Adepticon icp tournament and i know people will have a good time this this time as well so definitely register for that now um the next piece of news to i wanted to put out there is that we are taking orders for the community championship kit 2023 tournament kits um, so what? how this works is uh, you email me or email us at iacontinuityproject.com, which is in the uh, show notes or in the video description, and uh, we've got this sweet um, little kit here set up for people. Uh, I put an order in to the printer, the uh, printer, I, I quote you the money, and then uh, that pays the printer, and that's it. There's no profit going to ICP, it all just goes to the costs of uh, production and shipping. And we ship it out to you. It gets shipped directly to you. It doesn't come to me first, so it's very streamlined. And uh, it's a great way to uh, do it like a tournament or a league at your local store or maybe at a convention or something if you want to do that. And you said these are going to be part of the price pools for Adepticon? Yes, so Adepticon is going to have this as well as some additional prizes that are being um, donated to it. Uh, yeah, so, both of
1: those sound very exciting
0: yeah so there's going to be some dice um you know regular regular dice but like uh, dial counters uh, deployment sheets and some refurbished um figure packs being given away at Adepticon as well nice alright this piece of news is personal actually to me um my custom campaign needs playtesters if you guys haven't heard um I have a custom campaign that I've been working on for a while now uh that uses imperial heroes instead of rebel heroes and I have just done a big update in December. I added uh I think four new missions, two new heroes, three new deployment cards and um uh excuse me, three new rebel class decks and uh a new rule set so it ties it all together. Um so if you're interested in a custom campaign, also there's um, it's all set to print and there's also a, a Tabletop Simulator saved object file in there as well that you can download and open in Tabletop Simulator and it gives you all the cards you need to play uh, along with if you use like a whatever your, um, whatever your Tabletop Simulator campaign module of choice is, as long as you can build with custom tiles, uh, you can play test in Tabletop Simulator. So definitely check that out. I'll post a live link in the description, um, and then. And if you're
1: looking for other uh, other players to help you playtest it, go ahead and post um, anywhere really. But the IACP Discord also has a channel for that. I'm always looking to recruit people for campaigns too, so that's where I am. If you wanna
0: take a look into this. And you could even play test it solo, to be honest. I want all any and all playtesting, because uh, it takes a long time for me to play test these missions on my own. <laughs> so anyway, moving on. Not true. I huh? just haven't
1: done the uh the me versus me version of IACP. <laughs> yep. I know other people have done. Play test it
0: Okay. Uh, next we're going to move on here to the um, ICP website has actually gotten an, uh, an update. Um, I've recently gotten admin access and so the site was a little bit outdated, you guys may have noticed. So I got, went ahead and made some changes, spruced it up a little bit, including an embedded uh, video player on the site and also the uh, articles now go out further to the last twenty articles uh, so you can go back and read them a lot easier. Uh, Also, this uh, podcast is now uh, pinned to the website since we do talk about IACP. And uh, there's also important dates and a permanent link to the IACP Discord and to uh, upload your Vassal logs because I know that can be sometimes hard to find. So that will take you to a Dropbox link where you can upload your Vassal logs for your IACP games and that helps us track uh, performance data of the cards and uh, informs us uh, that way. So yeah, definitely go check that out.
1: Yeah, uh, and I think I saw you also put some of your gameplay videos up there too.
0: Yeah, so there's an embedded way to find that. There's an embedded player um, that shows a playlist of all ICP gameplay videos, showing the newest one. So if you, uh, whatever the newest gameplay video is, it will pop up in there, and that includes other people's videos too, because I I don't just add mine to the playlist. But so like, Wesley, if you posted a ICP gameplay video. Um, I'll add, I add it to my to that playlist. It'll show up on the ICP homepage for as long as it's the newest one. Nice. Um, and of course, it'll be in that playlist too. You can just click on the playlist button. It'll show you all those videos when you go to the homepage. Okay, moving on. We got quite a bit of news. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, busy January. The ICP uh, competitive league that we tra- that was going on during the holidays. Um, to be honest, we dropped the ball a little bit on that one. Uh, it wasn't being monitored and updated the way it should have been with the new format of letting people schedule their games whenever they want instead of having assigned games each week. That's going to be getting re- rebooted, so in the next week or so we're going to be taking sign-ups. So definitely keep your eyes open. If you miss the one that happened during the holidays and want to play in a league, um, we're going to be opening up sign-ups for that one. And I know Derek's really, um, really pumped to be really on on top of this one he's gonna make sure this one works because he's really interested in this uh... new format working uh... and then finally we have the uh... create a card project which is we're gonna roll into that uh, as our main topic but i just want to mention it here if you haven't looked at it go to the icb website check it out we want the community to help us design the next card for season eight um, and uh... it's a really great way to get involved It'll be a really fun project, I think, for people, and uh, this is the time to get involved. Um, of course, you can jump in when it's still halfway through, but I think people really want to um, be involved in the starting process of that. Okay, that's our community updates. Going back to my show notes here. Um, so, normally we do a comms chatter section, but I'm going to skip that for this episode because. I know my voice is going to give out at any moment. (laughs) uh, We didn't have that much um, comments to go, like, you know, questions to really go over. But if you do want to have your comment or question featured on the show, just leave a comment down below on the video or um, send an email to icommand one at gmail.com. And we'll be sure to read it out on the next episode. So next up, our rules question. And actually, um... Wesley, I might, I might let you take this one because this was your rules question, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, it was. Um, and this actually came up during a match I was doing with Herbie uh, in his infamous double rancourse. Uh, I built a spy list and was playing a card I don't often see, but it's Rest in Peace. And, you know, this is the card that allows you to uh, prevent either player from looking at cards in the discard pile or really interacting with them in any meaningful way. Uh, But the question was, if you have Rest in Peace and your opponent... Let's say your opponent has initiative and they have Dr. Aphra and they use Excavate to declare a card like Ferocity. Ferocity lets you attack at the end of the round with a creature. Uh, Rest in Peace is worded so that its persistent effect... It goes into play at the start of a round, but you get rid of it at the end of the round, you discard this card to draw one command card. So the question was, if your opponent excavates an end-of-round card like Ferocity, uh, maybe, I think and Terror, same timing, but different cards like that, does Rest in Peace stay in play long enough to protect against it? Because in IACP, we have some cards that go away at the start of the end-of-the-round phase... Some cards that go away at the end of round when it is your turn to do end of round effects. And then some effects that persist until the actual end of round, basically when initiative passes. Uh, So the answer here is that the way Rest in Peace is worded is at the end of the round, discard this card and draw one command card. So because of that wording, it goes away during your end of round effects step. So in this case, my opponent had played or used Excavate and declared Ferocity, and they were able to do that before I can play Rest in Peace, because they have initiative, they can do start of rounds first. Now me playing Rest in Peace, they now cannot let Dr. Aphra's Excavate ability actually play the card from the discard pile. So Ferocity can't be played as long as Rest in Peace is in play. When it gets to the start of the end of the round phase, uh, it's Fine. Rest in Peace does not go away because of the way that it's worded. When it would then be my opponent's turn to do end-of-round effects, Rest in Peace should still be in play because it has not been my end-of-round effects yet. So they would miss basically the timing on Ferocity, and then it would go to my end-of-round effects. I would discard Rest in Peace and draw the card, uh, but they would have already missed their chance to play Ferocity. And yeah, the core of this question is until end of round versus at end of round versus during this round. So if you have a card that is worded during this round, apply X, Y, and Z effects, that's going to last until initiative passes at the end of the round. Uh, If you have until the end of the round worded on some cards, that effect goes away at the start of the end of the round step, and that's before each player is able to do end of round effects. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Noah, but I think that would be until the end of round basically goes away at the start of the status phase. Uh, or go- what would it be just before the end of round effects step?
0: Uh, yeah, it's it's the start of the... It would be the end of round step. It would go away right before the end of round step happens. Mm-hmm. Which is after at- mission effects. Yeah. So, yeah. It is it's, after mission effects? Yes. Um, it's during the end of round effects step. So the status phase is broken up into, uh, you ready deployment cards, you resolve mission effects, end of round, uh, then you resolve, uh, player abilities, end, end of round player abilities. Um... Yeah, that's a good question about Right, but it, if it comes before um, mission effects yeah. or not
1: something that says until the end of the round I would imagine goes away the second we enter the end of round step and I'm drawing a blank for cards that even are worded like that at the moment
0: um, there's only a few there's like efficient travel oh. uh,
1: fuel upgrade
0: yeah fuel upgrade is one
1: So it's used at the start of a round. Until the end of the round, each of your vehicles gains plus one speed and applies plus one evade to its defense results. So looking at that, are are we saying that it ends, that it would be discarded after mission effects, but before the player effects at the end of the round steps? End of round effects step? Yeah, I'm checking. Because I would imagine the meaningful difference here is when it says until the end of round, the second we hit the start of the end of the round, it just goes away. Because it kind of ignores player priority as well. Whereas uh, rest in peace, the way it's worded, lasts until your end of round effects, whether you be first or second.
0: Yeah, so it looks like it would be before. It would end before the mission effects. Okay. According to what Pods is so, yeah, saying in have... this thread.
1: Cool. So we have until end of round cards like Fuel Upgrade or Survival Instincts that end before end of round of mission effects cards that do something at the end of the round, such as Rest in Peace where they get discarded at the end of the round so that lasts until your player's end-of-round effects and uh, maybe you can confirm, can they do this in any order if they have several end-of-round effects? Yes. If If you have a Han attack and Rest in Peace, can you shoot with Han before you discard Rest in Peace?
0: Yes. So you can order the effects uh, however you like uh, but it goes player with initiative does their effects first yep. and then the player without initiative does their effects but those the players who have simultaneous effects who control them can order them however they want
1: yeah okay and then lastly you have cards that say during this round and that's the most powerful because that will only go away after initiative passes and this gets into a lot of the the interactions between cards that can do end of round effects. Uh, so again, things like Han Solo getting his end of round attack, uh, or just things like the ferocity card. Things you want inter- to you want to protect against when you interact with you. You should know the difference uh, between the different end of round timings that there are. And uh, just to make it more complicated, um, in my example. My opponent goes first. They excavate Ferocity, so they're telegraphing. They're going to try and play that at the end of the round. I go. I play Rest in Peace. However, should I also play Take Initiative? I now get Initiative for the rest of the round, and when it would have come to the end of the round effects, uh, Rest in Peace would go during my end of round effects, which means it would be discarded, on my initiative before my opponent's end of round effects. And I think that we just talked about how that's the the one scenario where rest in peace wouldn't wouldn't protect against something like an end-of-round card mm-hmm. being played from the discard. Uh just if you play rest in peace and also play take initiative.
0: Right. Yeah, so to clarify, rest in peace is played start of round, and it prevents players not only from playing cards from the discard pile but also from choosing cards in the discard pile so um... if the rest in peace player had initiative then they would prevent Afra's excavation ability from being used at all if the Afra player had initiative then when it got to the end of the round um... when it was time for Afra to use the end of round card she had excavated rest in peace is still in play and it will prevent it so It has it covered in almost all scenarios Except for the one you said Where the Afro player is able to use Excavation with initiative Before Rest in Peace Peace can be played Uh, But then The initiative changes due to Take initiative from the other player And then the other player's Rest in Peace gets discarded First So in which case they should not have played Rest in Peace (laughs) Because (laughs) They should have known that with them having initiative Their Rest in Peace would go away uh, they should have saved it for the next round.
1: Yeah, I believe the comments in one of these threads was just
0: uh, the picture of the guy. You pull, congratulations, you played yourself. Yeah. So uh, it's complex, though. It's it's complex. It's probably its own co- podcast episode topic, to be honest. But uh, trying to cover all the different things, but I just thought that was the most interesting rules question this week.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's good one. I've too. To.
0: Okay, should we jump yeah, into our main topic? Or oh, we we haven't talked about games we played.
1: Yeah. Well, um, I'll continue because the uh, the rules question sprouted from the latest game I played, and I think I already talked about this on the last podcast. I was going up against again Herbie's Double Rancors, his infamous list. Uh, and I think very briefly, I'll just recap. I did manage to take out both of the rank cores, which I felt good about, uh, but his support team were able to secure the objective points better than my B team was. I had one and a half figures remaining at the end of the game, and he was just able to clean up with, uh, you know, Afra, Ajawa, and I think Bib Fortuna were able to do more than my one ISB unit, but uh. Interesting with the, the interaction we just talked about, there was a round where I had Rest in Peace, and I also had Take Initiative. And I this is where the rules question came up, because I was very concerned that I was about to play myself. But what I wound up doing is throwing the Rest in Peace. Um, my opponent had Initiative. They used effort to excavate Ferocity. I was worried about that. So I play the Rest in Peace. They think about it. And they play negation. They want to get ferocity off because each rank core attack is huge. And then I play take initiative knowing that they've used their negation on something else. And uh, he kind of called me out and said that that was good there. So I didn't stop the end of round attack, but I did get initiative that round, which I kind of needed to help deal with the rank core. And that's been it for me. How's it going, uh, games on your side?
0: Yeah, so I haven't really played much skirmish, but I did recently start trying out the. Um, I finally started to try the Imperial Commander 2 app, um, which is uh, one of the fan-made apps that lets you play any of the campaigns as a app campaign um, with the same rule sets and kind of AI directive as the uh, Legends of the Alliance official campaign but instead of like digital missions uh, you get access to all the campaign missions which is really sweet um, and that's been uh, really fun actually <laughs> surprisingly um, I, I've i been playtesting um, missions for my custom campaign and, it's, and I had gotten kind of a, into a block where I was just getting tired and frustrated um, not frustrated, just like this is hard <laughs> and I thought you know what maybe I'll try this out and maybe I'll get some inspiration from playing these other missions um, So that's been really interesting and I'm hoping to make a video for that when my voice is feeling better uh, and kind of show people how it works because it's not the most intuitive to be honest. I think they could make some improvements in their UI for sure but it is quite uh, quite good when it's working on all cylinders it's quite impressive. Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, I'll uh, I'll add in that they are receptive to feedback too. I know one time I had an issue where I was like hey, the threat count doesn't seem right, and I went and posted on Reddit um, under the last time they'd updated. It was like a month old post. I said, hey, just so you know, I was doing this mission and this weird thing happened and within a day they'd actually followed up like, oh, you know, give us all these variables about this situation and and they're like, okay, we found what the error was, it's with this one mission, and we will fix that in the next update. So, very receptive to feedback.
0: Yeah, and I learned what I think you had learned before, which is that the uh, adaptive difficulty setting is uh, very hard. (laughs) Like, ridiculously hard. I think it might
1: be doable in, like, later threat levels. But like I said, my experience was, it was threat level 3, my, I, I, my, I, I took out. I think it was. Um, I can't remember the name, but the giant Tuscan Raider riding on a bantha, the bantha rider. So I took it out. I spent the whole round taking out a bantha rider and maybe like one other three point figure. And the way adaptive difficulty works, it gives the Imperial half of that threat back. So, by the end of the round, they got four and a half of their points from the Bantha I killed back and one and a half points back from the other thing so that's six threat and then they gained end of round threat and so they had nine threat and they just summoned another Bantha Rider and I was like this took me the entire round to deal with (laughs) I gotta get to the end of the mission so yeah I think it's a little crazy how uh, how buff that that adaptive difficulty is yeah their, their wiki documentation has some info about that and I think it's like there's a modifier and every time it gets an, a deployment it will randomly decide how much it's going to deploy what kind of deployment it's going to do and then depending on whether it deploys nothing or a lot of things or a medium amount of things it's going to go okay let's increase or decrease this modifier to make it more or less likely to deploy more next time and so sometimes it seems really smart, and sometimes it kind of just gives you free rounds. You actually can click the Imperial hand and take a look at how much threat they have. Uh, if you just don't want to see their deployments, I I like put my hand to the screen and just look at the bottom section to see how much threat they have.
0: Hey everyone, so I am editing this podcast on Sunday night. And come to find out that at right before this section that you just heard about the twenty-five minute mark, my recording just didn't record for some reason. My side didn't record and I was recording both our voices. Um something to do probably something to do with how I stopped it or what maybe how much memory I had on my computer, but Thankfully, Wesley is a professional. Unfortunately I am not. But also thankfully um, the rest of the episode, the main topic, was mostly Wesley talking, uh, since I was having trouble with my voice anyway, uh, so I am going to be able to salvage this episode thanks to the fact that Wesley recorded his side of the audio on his computer and sent that to me, and we're going to be able to keep this whole episode going, uh, and I'm just going to interject myself, uh, post-facto, uh, when needed, when I need to, uh, interject some facts or whatever, um, there was some more post disc, uh, some game discussion after this point that I ended up cutting cause it was mostly just Wesley, um, reacting to what I was saying about the app. So we're not, we lose that, but you're going to get the main discussion here. So, um, here we go. All right. So now, uh, we're going to go into the main topic, which is the IACP season eight community makes the card, uh, not contest but project or event and how that's all going to work out and uh Wesley's going to open us up and explain it and then I will explain where I need to to fill in the gaps left by my broken recording.
1: Yeah. So ICP is letting the community work together to create a cart. And this is Great, because it's meant to be... It's not like each person comes up with their idea and says, Hey, IACP, put this in the game. It's let's, as a community, each submit a bunch of ideas. Or each submit one idea. And we're going to vote on which one's the best. And then each week, different people are going to put input into how the different card is shaped. Um, So... You know the way I you kind of hear when you hear the make your own card contest um, this is not the make your own Starkiller contest I kind of thought it was until I really dug into this this article that it links to on the IACP site so it's not like I'm gonna make Killer and say yeah put this in the game it's more like hey it would be cool if Imperial Assault had a card that let you shoot from behind cover like as if you were in another square or hey, it would be cool if there was some kind of skirmish upgrade that, you know, let you uh, hide your units like they're all using stealth gear. Just different kinds of ideas for skirmish upgrades or command cards. And the idea is that the first week being the biggest, the idea for what forms the foundation of the card. And then we're going to go over what each week means in this breakdown. But the idea is then we'll have a poll each week after some discussion and kind of decide the cost of the card, the ability text, uh, the different kinds of ways that it's going to work, its mechanics, and it's supposed to be a big collaborative effort so that it's not just one person coming up with a card. Um, In your notes here you have that it was inspired by Magic the Gathering's old community creates the card events that they don't do anymore. And also, like, Smogon's Create a Pokemon project. So I'm not familiar with either of those, but maybe they use a similar crowdsourcing system to gather ideas. Yeah. I think uh, we should add here that we're also, or you guys are also not looking for new deployment characters of any kind. It's specifically for skirmish upgrades or uh, command cards. You also have a kind of skirmish upgrade that is also a figure. The uh, squad upgrades.
0: Yeah, so we're not doing um, figures because there's a lot of extra stuff you have to vote on, like health, speed, all those stats, dice pool, that just would make it really long. And uh, Wesley did mention squad upgrades. We're not going to do those either because, again, they ha- you have to have a speed value, dice pool... Uh, health value, all that stuff, etc., which would be too complicated. So, yeah. now not, No to figures and squad upgrades for this.
1: Yeah. And, uh, of course, the end goal here is that there will be a new card that gets added to the playtesting season for the next season of IACP. And that card is still subject to change based on community feedback, if it needs a little balancing, a few tweaking of numbers... Uh, before it becomes an official card in the game or in the unofficial game, but you know the card should be put into season eight point zero in in the format we make in this community challenge.
0: So the way this will work is it'll be nine weeks. Uh, each week there'll be a discussion period from Monday to Friday. Where people can discuss all their designs that they're looking at or what they think is appropriate. Uh, in that period, people will be making their submissions that they want to add to the ballot. Then, Friday through Sunday, there will be a vote. It's a ranked choice vote, um, and every person that has submitted something to the ballot will get their choice voted on by the rest of the community. People are limited to one item per ballot, so one submission per ballot. We don't want because we know people could have like 40 ideas, and that would not be reasonable. So we want everyone to kind of narrow it down to their favorite idea to submit. Uh, so we're going to have that, and that's going to be, the poll is going to be hosted on Board Game Geek, as well as the discussion forums, although people are welcome to use whatever communication medium they want, whether that be Discord, or Slack, or Facebook, or whatever uh, they can. And now Wesley is going to do, uh, explain how ranked choice voting works.
1: Yeah. So, I think it's we we look at everyone's first choice and if any of the choices have more than 50% of the vote, it wins. If none do, we look at which one had the least votes and we kick that one out and we take everyone who voted for that least popular choice and take their second preferred choice and add those to the other ideas. And then we see, does anyone have more than 50%? No. Let's kick out the next least popular idea. Take their votes and check their second or third choice. uh, And then repeat until we have something that has 50%. Or over 50% of the vote. Like you said, it it marries everyone's first choice. And then if their first choice isn't going to cut it, we go to their second choice. And then their third choice. So, the first week, uh, which we're in the middle of now, and this goes up Monday, so you guys should still have a few days hearing this to head over to the forum, check out the IACP article, and maybe submit your own designs. So, we're looking for overall concepts or design goals. And as uh, TV Boy mentioned a bit earlier, it's it can be top-down or it can be bottom-up design. Um, my personal idea is something I've heard a lot of people say, In the Discord, they wanted a card that represents, like, the air battles that go on in Star Wars. So I was like, okay, well, often I've been watching the Clone Wars, and they basically always say they need air support or an airstrike to win the ground battle, and it shows up the last possible minute. So how do we design a card based on that? So that was my idea. I've seen other people post other things, um, but the idea is let's either add something new to the game that isn't there, or... Take a thematic idea and put it in the game. You can have all kinds of crazy ideas, but it's important to remember that we're trying to stick to things that would fit in either a skirmish card or a skirmish upgrade. Uh, command card or a skirmish upgrade. And for right now, we're just looking at overall design goals. So, you know, when I was coming up with my idea, I actually went to the IACP Discord and discussed it with people and came up with different iterations of the card. And then I said, okay, I have an idea for a card. I've got it like a sample text out. I'm going to throw that out and just kind of post what my idea is. And because I know it's going to change a thousand ways from here. I don't have a full card. I just, here's a concept. Let's go with that and move from there. And this is Probably, I mean, this is the point where everyone has the most choice in using their creative outlet to come up with whatever ideas they want. So I encourage everyone who's interested to send their idea there. Uh, And hopefully, you know, you get something submitted and we can let the best design win. Once we do that, the voting will be January 27th through the 29th. And then we'll go on to the next week and we'll be looking at skirmish upgrade or command card. So we go to week two, and this is where we, it's a yes or no choice kind of, one or the other. We're going to decide whether the card is either a skirmish upgrade or a command card. And I think a lot of ideas here might have one in mind over the other. I can tell you my idea is that I submitted is more meant to be a skirmish upgrade, but the community is going to vote, and if they somehow make my airstrike you know, skirmish upgrade idea into a... They decide they want it to be a command card, then that's what it's going to be. Uh, so I think, you know, the the discussion thread for this one will basically be people talking about which one it should be, what works best for the game, what the kind of card idea it is. Uh, and Then we'll vote at the end of that week to decide its fate. Week three through four, we're going to go through ability text, and then there's going to be voting on February 17th through the 19th. So it looks like this one is a little longer. I think that's because this is going to be the the meat and potatoes of the mechanics, and I think this is where uh, Noah's warning from a minute ago comes in. So, you know, if the if an idea that's hey, let's take all the Mandalorian cards and you know put them together in like a Specter Cell kind of card, if that's the idea, uh, it's going to be two weeks of people talking about you know which way is this card going to work? What's the general ability text going to be? If I come in and try to throw in my airstrike card text on this Mandalorian card and say, "Yeah, we're we're gonna do this," that's it's gonna be rejected. We're trying to, we've already decided we're doing something for the Mandalorians now. <laughs> Anyways, uh, it'll be about a week and a half. It looks like of discussion on how the card is going to work. So this is the mechanical meat and potatoes set of weeks, and that's why it's gonna be two weeks long. And once uh, we have submissions for the different ways the card can be generally worded, that will go on voting. And we'll move on to the next stage. So week five is cost and uniqueness. So this looks like it's gonna be two things. Uh, the first will be cost, whether this is a skirmish upgrade or command card, does it cost one deployment point, two deployment points or zero or three or more? Or does it cost one command point, two command points? Either way, it's going to have some kind of cost. uh, Whether it's 0, 1, 2, 3, or whatever. And I think based on the general ability text, the cost is going to be decided from there to help get a sense of the balance of this thing. And at the same time, it looks like we're also going to be voting for uniqueness. And for skirmish upgrades, that is going to look like it's either a unique card so it's going to have the dot by its name or it's an elite card which means it'll be the red text IECP basically you know generally doesn't do um, normal deployments where you can bring four copies of a thing into the game so we'll probably only be looking at either elite or unique so one copy or two copies you can bring in your list of whatever this card is And we'll be voting on those two things on the 24th through the 26th of February. Next week is fat. Oh, go ahead. Oh, that is interesting. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I've just. Uh, I think all of the current IACP cards that have the gray border that are not elite are also unique at this time. So that that's also a cool idea. The thought that this could be, I would think IACP's first unique. No. IACP's first 4x card. You can bring 4 of. I I don't think it's going to happen, but it could. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then of course, also uniqueness for command cards. Most command cards, you just think they're one ofs, but they actually have these little rectangles at the bottom, and if the card has more than one rectangle on it, you can bring more than one. So, cards like Parting Blow, you can bring two of, or Escalating Hostility, you could bring three of. Um, So, again, 90% of the command cards in the game are one inserts, and I don't think IACP has ever made a card that you can bring two of. But hey, this is another chance for that too, if it's a command card. Week six, we'll move on to faction. So, we'll decide which, we'll talk about which faction kind of needs this ability from a gameplay standpoint, maybe. Which factions might be too strong to have it? We'll also discuss thematically what kind of uh, faction should get it. You know, if it's a Mandalorian-centric card, is it going to be for the Scum faction? Is it going to be for the Rebel faction? Is it going to be factionless so you can have any combination of Mandalorians on the team? Um, Or do we want to keep it Scum and then we just expect you to temporary alliance in uh, the one Mandalorian in the Rebel faction, I believe? whose name escapes me at the moment, but... Uh, if, it's a, if it's the airstrike card, that's my idea, you know, do we want this to be something... Only the Imperials have the power to summon such powerful airstrikes, or is it like the Rebels with their Y-bombers, you know, bombing the field uh, to secure the victory at the last possible minute? Um, or do we... I don't know that we've ever made a card that works on all but one faction, um, but I don't know if that would be possible... But I do just imagine Scum being the one faction that really wouldn't have access to an airstrike in a coordinated effort. Regardless, that the faction vote is going to be March 3rd through the 5th. Week 7, we're going to move on to the card's name. So we're getting more into the flavor of the card at this point. So the voting for that is going to be March 10th through 12th. And, you know, that's where we stop calling it the Mandalorian card. And we start calling it something, you know, like uh, Mudhorn Crest or something or whatever... The idea will be, you know, Beskar Armor Group, Beskar Armor Squad. Uh, And then the voting for that will be March 10th through 12th. Week 8, we're going to go through the card art. I actually don't know how we're going to do card art. Uh, Don't know how the legalities of using art goes with that, but I guess we'll have people... I don't know. Are we going to have people draw things, or are we going to just source ideas from you know, fan art or
0: official art in
1: different parts of the Star Wars
0: universe? So the way that the art vote will work in this process is... Um, ICP operates under the philosophy of fair use doctrine, um, we are a operation that does not take any payment for the ideas and the designs that we produce, so we try to give credit where we can, um, but we understand also a lot of this work is derivative, it's a lot of fan work, Um, So we try to give payment, but uh, we do use a lot of artwork, and we also try to get permission whenever we can, but sometimes we do end up using artwork sourced from the Internet, and that's what we'll expect people to do is either uh, source some artwork that they like uh, from the Internet and post that as their submission, uh, giving the artist credit and giving us a link to the original source so we can provide that credit as well. Uh, Or people can make their own unique original artworks if they want to and if they have that uh, ability to do so. And I think that would be a lot of fun as well. But people don't have to do that. They can just submit art that they have found on the internet that they think is appropriate. As long as they give us the original source that they found or we can find it, we can give the artist credit. That is preferable.
1: Okay. Well, one way or another, we're going to be looking at card art. Uh, And we're going to be making a vote on that March 17th through 19th. And one way or another, we're going to get a piece of art to stick on this card that now has a name, an ability text, and costs, and is mostly balanced. Week nine, the last week for design, is revisions. And I think this is the part where we'll be looking at things like what's the cost, what's the ability text, you know, does anything need to be rebalanced here before we submit it to the actual season. So the final card will be, uh, You know, week nine is revisions. We're going to have our final votes on March 24th through the 26th. All right, I'm going to assume a jump cut here and that Noah can rely on the power of this audio file to help with anything that got missed. So week nine, revisions. We're going to be looking at anything final that needed to be changed on the card. Voting for that is going to be March 24th through the 26th. And this at this point, you know, all the card idea has come together. We've got the design, we've got the, the decision on skirmish upgrade or command card, the ability text, the cost uniqueness, the faction, the card name, the card art. And I think at this point, this is where we would change anything with the cost, or more specifically, wording with the ability text, or perhaps numbers within the ability text to within the ability text to meet with the cost and uniqueness of the card. Just any kind of balance changes or anything else that needs to change. Maybe something crazy happens with the art because that's the most archaic part to me right now. That's how that's going to work. But after all of that, the final card will be play tested publicly in Season 8... ...along with the rest of the cards for the season starting April 24th. Uh, after that, the steering committee for IACP does reserve the right to adjust the card as needed... ...if there are any play patterns or balance issues with the card... But they'll do their best to try to stay faithful to the original design as much as possible. At that point, we will have the final card to be included in the Season 8 playtest, along with all the rest of the Season 8 cards coming out April 24th. And I think you've got a good chance right now. We currently only have two official submissions and a couple more pending. So if you've got a good idea, this is your this is your shot to get something in the game. All right, well, I think that's going to do it for this week. Yeah.
0: And a huge hats off to Wesley for recording on his end locally and allowing this podcast episode to be saved thankfully.
1: All right, everyone, stay frosty.